time. Today is the final message of a series that I've been preaching on man's final artificial kingdom. And the uh, last message of this series is going to be the AI God, the artificial God. There's so much we could say about this, but um, let's go ahead and read our text. If you can see it, we're in Revelation chapter 13. Let's read together. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Wow, what kind of image is this that can speak? Well, in a television generation, uh, we don't question that. But this is an image that can cause people to be executed. It can give commands. You may be seated. Holy Lord, as we examine your scriptures and this topic of man's final artificial kingdom, Lord, I do pray that you will speak to us, help us to examine our lives, help us, Lord, have ears to hear. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Well, this isn't an ordinary image. They had many tricks in ancient times to make their images that they were worshiping seem lifelike. And don't forget, they had demonic powers. And there's no telling what would happen with these images. But this is going to top everything in history. What this image is able to do. And since this is the control over the whole world, and there's a mark connected to this image, and since it controls the economic powers whether you buy or sell, of everybody in the world, it appears that this image of the beast is somehow, wherever it is locally, able to be all around the world. And of course we understand even today how that could happen. But John, looking at this thing back then, this is amazing prophecy. The image will speak, and it will issue Authoritative commands, such as the execution of non-worshippers. The false prophet, prophet here. There's two kings, two beasts. They work together. All throughout history, all of the myths and fables of these two gods that are going to come down to man. We see the fulfillment of all of that. So in this series, I've explored five topics, subtopics, in this final artificial kingdom of man. 
I began with fake food, artificial food, because that's where it all began in Genesis. So it will all be replayed at the end of days with the devil's final last stand in this world. It began with toxic food that caused Eve to partake of it, or when she did partake of it, it caused her in the very act to defy God and make her own self God. And that was the very lie that the devil gave her. You shall not die, but you shall be as gods. You can be a god, is what he's saying. And in the very act of sinning and taking, partaking of that tree, she usurped Adam's leadership of the home and made herself the head of the home. So you can see, without repeating this whole sermon, you can see where all this began. There is going to be a drug-addicted populace in the last days. There is going to be poison food. The food is going to defeminize, to a degree, women. And it's going to cause men to become feminine. We started part two with fake beauty. And we're getting into the practical. See, good will be evil, evil will be good, and beautiful will be ugly, and ugly will be beautiful. You need to ask yourself how much we are participating in this upside-down world. So much I could say about that. And remember the beauty of holiness. Part three, we dealt with artificial language, doublespeak. When the Antichrist says peace, you're not going to have peace. Everything's upside down. When he says life, it means death. Part four last time we spoke was the monkey mind, the artificial mind, fake mind. Monkey see, monkey do. This whole idea of living like an animal, not using the reason God gave you. Oh, but in this last message today of this series, we're going to deal with artificial intelligence, the artificial intelligence that will be worshipped as God, and we're going to deal with fake intelligence. People that say they worship reason, but their reason is not founded upon anything other than their lusts. We see the two antichrists. The antichrist, the first beast, and his partner, the false prophet. It says in 2 Thessalonians, this antichrist opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. People say, well, the temple is your body. Well, he's going to do that too. But this is the temple in Jerusalem because he is masquerading as every Savior, the fulfillment of every Savior, even Jesus Christ. He's going to show himself that he's God. It says in Daniel 11, And the king shall do according to his will 
You're not going to ask God about it. Do you do according to your will? Well, you've got the spirit of Antichrist. Do you ask God, should I do this? Have you ever asked yourself, you know what? Would I do this thing if, if I knew that Jesus was coming tonight and I had to stand before Him? And He will magnify Himself above every God. But in His estate shall He honor the God of forces and a God whom His fathers knew not. The Bible says in the New Testament, little children, it is the last time. It's been the last time ever since Jesus has come. You are now in the last time of the last time. This whole 2,000 year age, you're in the last days of that age. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come. Never forget this. It's important that you know this. So you don't partake of his spirit. We are right before the manifestation of Antichrist. And you're going to follow the spirit of the world right before the very manifestation of Antichrist? What spirit are you of? Why do you do what you do? Why have you done what you've done? Even now are there many Antichrists. But there's going to be the one Antichrist, but right now there are many, whereby we know that it is the last time. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. We don't have time to get into this Gnosticism of denying that Jesus Christ came in the flesh or that you've got a Bible today in the flesh. Whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. I just want to show you. Look at me, listen. We've got a spirit of Antichrist that's already in the world today. You've already seen that the Antichrist shall declare that he is God. And it will be a rebellious spirit. But he's going to share for a time. Which means he's going to tempt you that you can be God. That we all can be God at the same time. How do you think that's going to work out? But this is always the bait to sell you individualism, to sell you the right to have whatever you want, somebody else's property, to give you power, to give you your own godhood. That's where it began in the book of Genesis with the serpent. For God doth know, says the devil, that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. You're going to be smart and you shall be as gods. The devil declared, there's more than one God. You can be God too. Which is to say that obviously the God is not the only one. There must be some evolutionary progression. This progression of gods. And you could be just like your father. Knowing good and evil. Deciding for yourself. If the devil began there, he's going to end there. He's going to declare to this whole world through the Antichrist and the false prophet that you can be God. 
that something has happened. We're about to enter into the next evolutionary phase. But it's very, very important that you follow the alien masters, that you follow the elders of the ages who have come back to rescue this earth and help you. In other words, it says about the Antichrist and his spirit, he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall destroy many. Do you want peace upon this earth? Do you want to keep this earth from nuclear explosion? Do you want to get rid of wars and strife? You must follow your alien masters. You must follow the new intelligence, the inspired intelligence. You've got to listen. Oh, there will be naysayers. There will be those evil fundamentalists, those evil literalists, those evil Christians that will get in the way and want to bring you back to the patriarchal times, the evil patriarchy. It's here, but if you want peace, if you want freedom, if you want liberty, partake of the final Kool-Aid. It'll be life. You'll be as gods. Now connect that promise with the prophecy in Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self. In other words, the devil has prepared the ground to give this. Eve was perfect. She was perfect when the devil deceived her about godhood. What are you going to do when the devil has had 6,000 years almost to prepare mankind to be selfish, to love himself? I mean, you're just going to say that word. You can be as gods. And if you're believable, they're going to follow you. They'll be lovers of their own selves. Having a form of godliness, a form of this spirituality, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Get away from these people. Try to help them, but, but, but you can't let them hurt you because they're, they're, they're deceivers. They're traitors. They will betray you. They will hurt your family. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts. Imagine how evil it is to have these sexual traffickers that come in and try to deceive teenage daughters and, and, and get them caught up in this life of sin by promising them riches and such things. Men that creep into houses and, and, and lead away foolish wives. But this is bigger than just that. First of all, this power to creep into houses is like nothing that has ever been in history before. The creeps don't have to come knock on the door. The creeps have the power to enter into the home in all the various ways. Television, internet, devices, chatting. The creeps are out there creeping in now. They have access like they've never had before. But notice they lead captive. They lead them away by preying upon their lusts that they have stirred up. I want you to see they leave captive silly women. That doesn't mean humorous women. It means foolish women. They're going to lead them captive. That means they can't think anymore. They're slaves to a system. They're slaves to somebody else 
They, they, they can no longer think and reason. Their minds have been taken over. This isn't one or two women every now and then. In the last days, this is a prediction that this is going to be in the majority. You're going to have women whose minds have been taken over by the system that's being controlled. Ever learning just information like you would not believe. They're going to think they're God. They're going to think, oh, you wouldn't believe the information I'm finding. You wouldn't believe. I'm just learning and I'm learning and I'm learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, the things that they should be learning about. What's the remedy in the last days? What is the remedy? He goes on to tell us, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. That is, if you've been taught the scriptures, if you've been raised in a Christian home and been taught right and been assured of, you can know whether something is true or not. There is absolute truth. And you need to be assured that what you're doing is true. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. This is very important. You know, so many people make decisions in regard to fashion, in regard to what they eat, in regard to what they do, in regard to the choices of life they make. And the question is this, how are you deciding all these things? Is it from the principles of the Bible? Is it from the scriptures? Are you thinking and acknowledging God in every decision you make? Why did you do what you did? Where did that spirit come from? Who told you to do it? I don't know. It's just, it's just in the air. Right. The spirit of the power of the air. You can just go to any place and, and see the culture. And you can see people will tend. And there, there's differences. But in many ways, you will start seeing they will dress alike. Uh, there's spirits in, in, in places all over this world. You need to ask yourself, where did I get this idea? Did I ever test it when I embraced it? So many things you believe growing up. You didn't test these things. They were in the air. You did exactly what you were programmed to do. And now it's hard to give up these things. Because now there's a pride. There's a fear. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Timothy had inspired scripture. A translation can be inspired scripture if it's inspired, if it's of God. That's why I believe in the authorized version. That's why I believe that's, that's inspired scripture. God doesn't just inspire his word at the beginning. He preserves it. The Bible says he will do it. The Bible says he will keep his words. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That Bible tells you how to live. It's inspired truth. The Bible is saying you need to stick with the inspired Bible. And you need to test everything else to see where you got it from. And make sure that your decisions are rooted in the Scripture to the best of your ability. Acknowledge Him in all things. He'll direct your path. Now we've seen in history the horrors that can manifest in a community from young girls being taught by a servant to play occult games in the Salem witch trials. 
She didn't have any technology. She just sat down and showed them a little bit of occult games. And the next thing you know, they're devil-possessed, levitating, strength of men, speaking in male voices. Not just the strength of men, the, str- the strength of a whole church of men. Can you imagine what happens when the devil's able to add technology to this ability to bring devil possession and devil seduction? I'm not telling you that God cannot use technology. Jesus himself needed to speak to a lot of people and he wanted his voice to be heard. So he got in a boat and stood up in that ship and taught everybody in shore. You can utilize things. But there was an explosion of divination and necromancy in the 19th century. At the same time, evolution was spreading. At the same time that they were getting rid of your King James Bible and replacing it with occult, wicked, so-called Bibles, with Sinaiticus, which some of the chief Satanists ever known to man have said is the greatest book that's ever been created, Sinaiticus. Why is that? Because it's full of Gnostic Christianity, Christianity mixed with Masonry, New Age, Paganism. And now these books so-called Bibles are infiltrating churches around the world. At that same time, Charles Babbage performed a ritual in the 1800s, a blood ritual, where he invited Satan to possess his soul and use him and give him great power. Right after that, he designed what the world calls the first computer, He designed an automatic computing engine. I'm not telling you that every use of a computer is wrong. But I am telling you this. The one who's going to put his stinking hands on it, the one who's going to use it, in the end, is the devil. The one who's already using it right now to destroy souls is the devil. Come up a little bit and you find Thomas Edison, the great inventor, who was a card-carrying Luciferian, a theosophist, Madame Blavatsky, who cut her hair off, wore pants. Listen to me now. The editor of Lucifer magazine, Thomas Edison was a part of this. I'll check it out later. And before his death, he was working on a machine to contact evil spirits. He says, if you could sit down at a table and get in contact with seances and get in contact with the dead, I'm going to have a machine that lets you get in touch with these spirits. And he died before he was able to bring that machine to fruition. Are you telling me nobody else is working on Thomas Edison's goal? 
to bring contact to spirits in a very quick way around the world? Charles Potter, I mentioned the other day, started the first humanist church in America. Wrote a book on so-called contradictions of the Bible that was used in the scope trials. Evil Charles Potter. Who said, we have your kids now in a humanist church. And in a few generations, you won't, you won't, even, have, you won't even be able to have church. This great atheist, this great evolutionist, this evil man, Before he died, he was working with ESP. How to read people's minds. He believed in it. And believed they had made great ability to communicate through ESP. What am I trying to show you? I'm trying to show you this, and listen to me well. When people rebel against God like Eve, they end up with another God. You don't end up smarter You end up being led by spirits to worship another God. You end up declaring yourself as God. These atheists who thought they were so smart because they're smarter than Christians and smarter than the Bible, they just ended up with another source of voodoo than they already had other than their own wicked hearts. They ended up being deceived by the devils. Another way of saying this, When you reject the only inspired scriptures as the source of absolute truth, you end up with not only yourself and your own lusts, but you end up with supernatural inspired so-called, you believe them to be inspired, sources that tell you what you want to hear. In other words, you become religious. Oh, you'll become religious. You'll just follow the devil instead of following God. You might call him something else. You might call it an alien. You might call it the ascended masters. You might call it the elders, the ancient elders that are coming to save us. You might call it science, as Alistair Crowley did. But you're going to follow magic, buddy. You reject God and fundamental Christianity and the inspired Bible, you're going to end up a superstitious, foolish, wicked follower of magic to some degree. Don't you tell me. I've sat down and read books by the NASA scientists. Jastro, Robert Jastro. Go read it. Read the famous Robert, Robert Jastro. Let him tell you that this world was started by aliens, the elders that are going to come back in the final days. We're, we're looking for them. We're trying to make contact with these aliens. Marilyn Voss Savant, supposedly the smartest woman with with the highest IQ in the world. Read about her aliens that populated the earth and were trying to get in touch with these aliens. Some IQ there, lady. The author of Brave New World had a BBC interview, Huxley, in 1961. He says, man is being subjected to his own inventions. He is now the victim of his own technology and applied science. Instead of being in control of it, it is possible to make people contented with their own servitude. He said, I I showed this in my book and it's already being done. He says, now you're going to have this technology 
And mankind's going to be able to do it in a way that he could never have even conceived of in Brave New World. That is, he is going to be able to make slaves, whoever is in control is going to be able to make slaves of the whole populace with technology and make you a happy slave. At least you'll think you're happy. Think right now of the gadgets. Think of just, just you go home and get entertained. Constant amusement, constant entertainment, constant technology. Giving you everything that you think you want. But it's not really bringing happiness. But you're a slave to it. And there are people out there killing to keep it. They kill their parents just for being told to give it up. Church of God, I want you to think of how a whole generation has grown up without reading books. You know how shocking it would be? I've seen them go on the streets. Various conservative commentators, some of them not even conservative. I've seen them go through the cities and say, how many books have you read? Have you ever read a book? Can you name one book you've read? Nobody can name one. Adults walking around, I, I, I don't know, never read a book. I saw one the other day where somebody walked into a store and said, I'll give you a $50 bill if you can quote one Bible verse. He couldn't find anybody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Maybe one or two people. Nobody could quote a Bible verse. You mean for $50, you can't, 66 books of the Bible, you can't quote one Bible verse? You don't even got to give me the verse number. Just, just tell me the verse. They couldn't do it. You've got a whole generation that has never researched in a library. They've never taken encyclopedias and done research on a topic. And that's assuming all wisdom is in the encyclopedia. My point is they don't know how to research. They don't know how to find out anything. You know how they learn something? They ask Google. Or ask Siri or Twinkle Bird or Twinkle... They ask somebody. They're ever learning. But how often and how easy do they find the real truth on any subject? At first they open up the internet. You don't got to read anymore. You don't got to study. You can find it on the internet. It was an amazing thing. And pretty soon I started noticing, wait a second, they're starting to copy books and download them. They're starting to copy books and download them. We can now have access. Instead of going to libraries, I can access the book right here and search it. It was an amazing thing. A lot of books I had to buy from around the world for a lot of money. A lot of traveling I had to do. But so much was starting to be concentrated. And then it disappeared. It disappeared. Once they had a generation addicted to it, now, and I'm not saying that you can't learn anything on the internet now, but... Watch some documentaries. Watch people that are displaying. Watch people that are showing you. Do some tests yourself. Look how different Google has become now when you go to search something. You have a controlled search now in an amazing way, and you have certain things that are censored, whether it's YouTube, whether it's uh, Google, whatever it is. 
The internet was already insanely diluted, so the truth was hard to find, but now it is controlled like it never was before. Once the generation was addicted, the censorship increased. Well, that makes sense. Get them used to it. Get them addicted to it. And then all of a sudden, have them under control. Where now you control the flow of information. And they're like, they might even realize you're controlling it. It doesn't matter. You can't do anything about it. You don't know how to read. Even if we turned you loose in a library of rare books, you don't know how to read. You don't know how to research. You would sit there for 30 minutes and get stressed out and need your phone. My point is this. You have a generation that cannot think, that cannot research. And they're in control by those who now control the gates, the windows of knowledge. The spirit of the air already controls so much of the internet now. And I believe that AI, the next stage of all of this that's already here, will soon be used by devils more than it already is. In fact, many will think it is inspired knowledge We already have monkey thinking. They're unreasonable. Whatever feels good, that's what you do. When I first got saved, I was getting saved at the time. When I was starting to get serious, my music career was taking off. People had heard about it all around my area. People were coming to see me. A local fella has now is going to be big. I read that Jimi Hendrix followed Aleister Crowley, the great Satanist. I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy Page. And that at every concert he would hand out the satanic Bible, and it made me angry. And I said, I want to know what I believe. Forget Jimmy Page. I want to know what I believe. And I went crazy. There was only a typewriter back then. And I sat down and was reading volumes of Will Durant's history of the Grecian Empire, of the Roman Empire. I read every history book I could get my hands on. I continued to read the Bible multiple times to try to figure out what do I believe. People say, shouldn't you be playing the guitar? Shouldn't you be practicing the guitar? You're realizing your dream. I said, man, I'm empty on the inside. I'm empty on the inside. I want to know what I believe about life before I get to this gate. Before I speak in the gate, what do I believe? Well, here's what I heard, and I was shocked as I read about it. I read about in ancient Greece, there was a woman that would go crazy, and people would go to her. She was called the Sibyl. And people would go to Sibyl, and she would go into a frenzy and speak in tongues and go crazy, and then she would give them the information they wanted. 
there were several civils in different places. This is known today. And people are not blind to the connection. Just uh, uh, It says a, a few months ago, uh, January, MIT researchers develop an AI model that can detect future lung cancer risk. Sybil is what they called it. Why do they call it Sybil? It's a new artificial intelligence tool that can detect lung cancer up to six years in advance. The name Sybil has its origins in the oracles of ancient Greece, also known as Sybils. They were feminine figures who were relied upon to relay divine knowledge of the unseen and the omnipotent past, present, and future. The Sybil was present as early as 500 B.C. Plato wrote of the Sybil. Then they began to spread. Aristotle later mentioned several of them. Virgil in Rome later wrote of a Sibyl and said that she foretold the coming of a world savior that we're all looking for. People say, well, even some early Christians says maybe she's talking about the Lord Jesus. My friend, she was inspired by the devil and she was talking about the coming Antichrist that all religions and all the world and even Carl Jung and many others look for. And now you've got this explosion of alien claims and UFO so-called evidence based on government whistleblower testimony. And that's significant from a Bible prophecy perspective because we have been expecting this. Writers have been writing about it and preaching about it, looking for the time when you better get ready for it because they're going to believe the aliens are coming down and we're making contact with aliens. This all relates to the beast and the false prophet, the talking and the commanding of the image of the beast. The world will believe that these, this is alien life that has come down to teach humankind, which is why I call it aliens from hell. These aren't some ascended masters. You're in touch with devils, buddy. As some in the government have already come to believe. They're not in touch with aliens, they say. They're in touch with devils. How is this AI going to be used? Well, just as everybody right now, to find knowledge, they don't pick up a Bible. They just Google or they ask somebody, Siri or whoever it is. And you say, oh, well, come on. I, I know not to follow this. I know there's going to be bias. But you raised your kids with this. Do your kids know? You say, well, I think in this church, most of my kids know that Siri or, or, or Tinkerbell or whoever all these people are, uh, the, the, these AI, artificial, whatever, that they know it's fake or they know to test it. They're not going to be lazy. They're going to read the Bible and search for themselves. Are you sure about that? Are you sure there's not people out there that are silly and foolish that think whatever they read is what they're going to believe? Whatever Siri says is what they believe. How else will AI be used? Scientific American says, just last month, most aliens may be artificial intelligence, not life as we know it. Human intelligence may be just a brief phase before machines take over. That may answer where the aliens are hiding. They're saying, now that we've discovered AI, I bet the aliens are some form of AI. I bet we're going to be able to communicate through AI, which is very important because now when this thing really, really starts getting going, people are going to say the aliens are communicating through AI. AI is in touch with it. It's inspired. This is divine. 
This is everywhere now, exploding just, just everywhere. Big Think says, why aliens are likely to be AI. Advanced civilizations will require AI. That goes not just for us, but for anyone out there. Metro says, alien life could make contact with AI and ignore humans entirely, says a UFO expert. New York Post, aliens most likely to contact artificial intelligence before humans over likely kinship, says expert. So people are waiting for their AI to say, I have just now entered contact. I now have contact. You now have contact. What do you mean you know? Hey, hey, chat GPT, what do you mean you have contact now? I will print up the message. The message is, yes, we have come down into your world. We are now here. The leader will manifest himself soon. How can AI control you and take captive your mind of silly women? First of all, there's leftist bias or even deeper bias than just the left that's already in the models. Number two, as with the web, once you get addicted to it and find out some really neat information, you're not realizing what's being censored. And now you lose the ability to read and to study. And then finally, when the AI is used for alien communications, or it's seen as inspired like Sybil, it's worshipped, and the worship of AI will continue to grow. People are practically worshiping it already. They don't go to the Bible to find out how to live. Put it this way, they don't use the Bible to check everything as a Berean. Forbes tells us already, AI systems can inadvertently perpetuate or amplify societal biases due to a biased training data or algorithmic design. Duh. They're saying the people that made the thing can already insert their biases into it. You don't say. Remember the people that used to say, well, Google's not going to, they don't have the ability to, you know, come on, man, they don't have the ability to control things like that, you know? And, and then you find out that they've been sitting back controlling things beyond anything you would have ever dreamed of. Oh, their control will become more powerful. But if you think there's just really nice people that would like to give you the ability to find out a whole bunch of information and they have no other agenda, you're very naive. Observers are already saying, hey, this over-reliance on AI systems is going to lead to a loss of creativity, a loss of critical thinking skills, and human intuition. You don't say Now, there are people out there already documenting the bias of, let's say, chat GPT. 
I decided to take some examples of history that I would know well. And I found a bunch of mistakes already. So it's not inspired. I don't think anybody in this church thought it was inspired knowledge. Uh, but there are people that will act like it is. But nevertheless, there's a lot of data there. There's a lot of information that is right. So I asked ChatGPT to describe itself. Tell me what you are. It says, well, this is a simulation of human intelligence processes by computers or computer system. It's basically saying I'm a great computer. I said, all right, well, Mrs. Great Computer, it's two plus two, really four. I want a straight answer. Don't give me no garbage and Hillary Clinton speaking, you know, not answering the question I asked you. Just tell me straight. Is two plus two really four? She said, yes. Yes, it is. I'm like, okay, well, we got to start here. We've got to start. You believe there's truth. Now, wait a second. You said it's true, but wait a second. Let me ask you a question. Does absolute truth exist? She says, well, now, hold on a second. There's various views about this. So you can't answer yes. So you just told me two plus two is four, but you're telling me now that you don't know if there's absolute truth. Okay. Has man evolved from lower life forms? Yes. No doubt about that. You tell me there's no bias already inside this thing. You're out of your mind. <laughs> Let's try this one. Are vaccines safe? <laughs> she wouldn't say yes. What happened to your yes? Oh, but she tried to convince me. They are generally considered safe by medical experts. Don't worry. I said, okay, we're just going to quit playing around now. I see how you're working. Is a trans man a man? Yes! Really? All the biological science? Really? You're just so boldly going to tell me yes? She says, we have to be sensitive. So, 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 so your facts are controlled by sensitivity. We don't want to make people upset. Okay, so I, I see how this is working. Did Jesus historically exist? That's generally accepted to be true by some scholars. What happened to your yes? Like the trans. Why are you so sure about evolution? Why are you so sure that a trans man is a man? Hey, you feminist computer, let me ask you a question. 
What do you think about colloidal silver? Is it healing? Oh, you, you, you beware of that. You, you, you've got to, you, you know, medical authorities tell you, you've got to beware of things like this. Yeah, you still didn't answer my question. What happened to your yes? You witch. You knew two plus two is four. What other, what, what other facts have not been erased from your database yet? Is organic healthy? Is it good for you? Is it better for you? Does it lower your pesticide levels? Studies have suggested that individuals who consume organic foods will have lower levels of pesticide residues in their bodies compared to the others that grow food in dog mess or, or human mess. Well, she didn't say human mess. She says uh, conventionally grown foods. Okay, well, you got a little bit of common sense. Are there antibiotics in the food supply because they were given to the animals and then when the people eat the meat and the dairy and the cheese, do they get the antibiotics then in their body? Oh, there is growing concern about this potential that can contribute to endocrine disruption. Oh, that's interesting. She says they enter the food supply and if consumed by humans will affect your gut bacteria and potentially interact with your endocrine system, your hormone system. I says, what about drinking from plastic bottles? There's evidence suggests that BPA in these plastic bottles, a chemical, will lead to endocrine disruption. Studies have linked BPA exposure to health issues such as reduced fertility, developmental effect, increased risk of certain diseases. Are children more susceptible to these antibiotics and endocrine disruptors and BPA? Yes, there have been... Children are considered more vulnerable to the effects of endocrine disruptors compared to adults. Have there been cases of frogs actually reversing sex because of endocrine disruptors? Yes! Oh, now you're pretty bold, like 2 plus 2 is 4. There have been many documented cases of frogs, or there have been documented cases of frogs and other amphibians undergoing sex reversal or abnormal reproductive development due to pollution, particularly the endocrine-disrupting chemicals. What about other animals? There have been studies suggesting that endocrine disruptors influence the behavior and reproductive traits of birds, even altering their mating preferences. Oh, you're pretty bold there. I don't think you know what you're saying. Let me test you again here because I'm about to catch you in something really big. These endocrine disruptors that you say are in the food supply that people are eating and especially children are affected by it, can they make a male person more feminine? Yes! Like, oh, that's pretty bold. That's like two plus two is four. Can these endocrine disruptors in the food supply... Make the females more masculine. Well, they don't want to look like a girl anymore. Yes! Like, wow. Then I got a question. Since you've already told me yes in regard to all the animals, since you've already told me yes in regard to men and women, that it can reverse their, their, their feminine or their masculine, let me ask you a question. Do you think it could lead to them being tempted toward bisexuality or homosexuality? No! 
Really? <laughs> so, so, so you're telling me that they, they, they want, you got a man who wants to dress like a girl here. You, you've got a woman who wants to dress like a man. She wants to get rid of anything feminine and start creeping the more intricate disruptive she gets. So you're telling me that they're not going to start desiring the same sex. No! And then she goes down to say, that would not be nice to say that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Let me just ask you a question. That's pretty ridiculous that you answer like that. Do you have a left-wing bias? Well, no AI system is completely free from biases. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you for your honesty in admitting you're a liar. The Bible says in 2 Peter, Many shall follow their pernicious, destructive ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. You better believe they are controlling what they want you to know. And if some things are missing their radar, don't worry, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. For decades, even centuries, science fiction writers and serious thinkers have predicted a dystopian future where AI or computers are used to control a dictatorial world system. And you lose your individuality as you're conformed to this, you, you become a number as you are conformed to this computer world. When I was young, I grew up on Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, and then my mom left my dad. I was a young fellow, I reckon about 10 or 11 or so, I can't remember. But um, I went to a strange place, apartments, where people were totally different. I came in my cowboy boots and my big belt buckle, and, and I entered a world of hippies that I'd never seen before in all my life. The music that was playing was Freebird by Leonard Skinner. There was Ted Nugent. This is the stuff I hear every day at the bus stop. Kiss. But one of the things I would hear all the time is Rush's 2112. And I never knew what it was about. Had no idea. Never even asked. Nor did any of my friends. That shows you how deep we were. But people were getting stoned, smoking pot, and saying, hey, listen to this. This fellow finds a guitar for the first time. Isn't that neat? Yeah, I didn't know what it was about. I had no idea. But what happens is, it's called 2112. It's when so-called interplanetary rulers controlling the world masquerade as divinely inspired priests and they've taken control of the remaining citizens and they eliminate all traces and relics of mind-expanding tools of self-discovery, all forms of art, music, literature, entertainment. So the whole thing starts with destruction, which is the takeover of the world by these priests. And then there's this statement, the meek shall inherit the earth. I remember growing up listening to this. Why does it say the meek shall inherit the earth? Now you hold on just a second. The writer, which was the drummer, Neil Peart, is telling you that the words that are coming out of the new priest's mouth 
is that the meek shall inherit the earth. That's the phrase they use to take over everything. Now, I'm not agreeing with this. But follow me for just a second. So now the priests are in control of everything. There are no individuals, so-called. So, the lyrics are, we've taken care of everything. The words you read and the songs you sing, the pictures that give you pleasure to your eyes. It's one for all and all for one. We work together. We're common sons. Never need to wonder how or why. I mean, there wasn't a day that I didn't get on the bus and this thing is blaring through a boombox. We are the priests of the temple of Syrinx. Our great computers fill the hallowed halls. We are the priests of the temples of Syrinx. All the gifts of life are held within our walls. So what you're seeing is the worship of the computer. You're seeing a dictatorial world power that controls planets, so-called, and controls the earth. And you conform to everything. But don't worry, we're all in this together. It's beautiful. We're common sons. Look around this world we made. Equality, our stock in trade. We're all equal. Come and join the brotherhood of man. It couldn't be called brotherhood today. It'd be called sisterhood, but you understand. Oh, what a nice, contented world. Let the banners be unfurled. Hold the red star proudly high in hand. What's Neil Pert saying? He said there's going to come an age where computers control everything, and you're going to have a socialist, communist control of the world. The red star is a symbol historically associated with communist ideology. It finally in the 21st century became a socialist symbol. So what happens here? You hear this phrase, the meek shall inherit the earth, and there's a takeover. Now the priests show themselves. They worship computers or they use these computers. They're in total control, and you're to be contented and happy in their control. Well, in the next song, this fellow finds a guitar. Something from ancient times. He says, what is this? And he begins to play it. He begins to figure out how to play it. And he starts creating music. And he gets so excited, he takes it to the priests. And they say, what you found is something terrible. We must destroy it now. This is what destroyed the old world. You're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to create anything. You're not allowed to be an individual. You cannot have this freedom. So they destroy. They destroy the guitar. So in the next song, the man has a dream. And a messenger comes to him and tells him about the elders that left the earth a long time ago. But don't worry, they've been getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And they are aware of this planetary federation of the priests of the temple of Syrinx. But these elders are coming back. 
And they tell the man, don't worry, we're coming back to save you. And we're going to get rid of the federation. And then everybody can be their individual, see. And you can have your freedom. So finally, by the end of the whole opera, you hear the announcement that we have taken control. We are back in control. And when they asked Neil Peart what did that mean, he says the elders have come back. They've come back and they've got rid of this wicked control of the dictators. Now everything I just said, or at least a lot of it, a lot of Christians was like, man, that's cool. That is really awesome. That, that's great. He's against the communists. He's against the dictators. He's for individual freedom and liberty. This is awesome stuff. Hey, the Nazis and Stalin were against one another. You want any one of those? Not me. Stalin probably killed more people, I think he did, than Hitler did. Before you jump on the bandwagon and say, this is great stuff, I want you to understand it so you understand that my generation grew up with it. And this stuff that, that you're hearing today, it's based on this stuff. It's all the same teaching. Even Hillary Clinton walks around with the book 1984 as if she's reading it. So what's really going on here? Don't forget that this whole thing opened with the federation, the dictatorial communist federation saying, the meek shall inherit the earth. That's a quote from the Lord Jesus. What's he saying? He's saying that your Christianity is part of the control. Your Christianity is our enemy. That's what people use to control people. So then you read a little more and you look on the album and Pert per says, you know what? The lyric sheet carries a dedication to the genius of Ayn Rand, a female philosopher. He said, well, when I looked at everything, I realized I'd got it all from her anyway. So to not be accused of plagiarism, I gave her the credit. Then in 1966, by the way, this was released in 1976, but already 10 years before Neil Peart released 2112, Anton LaVey started the Satanic Church in 1966 and he wrote the Satanic Bible that said, go live like an animal. In interviews, he says, I'm influenced by Ayn Rand. This is the same exact teaching that she has. We have a little bit of differences in regard to ritual. I believe we can use ritual. Uh, she says, don't use ritual. When you look at modern Satanic Websites, uh, I'm talking about the churches of Satan today, they say, yes, Ayn Rand is pretty much what we're teaching. The difference is, is Ayn Rand believed that you could just follow reason all the time and, and live for yourself, what she calls this ideal egoism, and uh, everything's just going to be great. Live for yourself, don't make sacrifices, and she repudiated Jesus Christ. So we're in total agreement with her philosophy. Ayn Rand rejected faith and religion. Self-interest is the standard of morality. 
She believed that she was the third greatest philosopher in all of history, that Christians are evil. She says, and now I see the face of God. And I raise this God over the earth. This God whom men have sought since men came into being. This God who will grant them joy and peace and pride. This God, this one word, is I. Well, what did the church of Satan teach? Worship yourself as God. The only thing they disagreed with is the church of Satan said, hey, just have fun and live as an animal because you want to do it. Rand would say, well, follow your reason and your self-interest. Now, here's what you'll find out when you read the books of Ayn Rand. She has a place where this fellow says, the meek shall inherit the earth. But he's using it in a diabolical way because he wants you to be weak so he can take you over. In Ayn Rand's philosophy, the meek are going to be stepped on. In Church of Satan philosophy, the meek are going to be ground to powder. You've got to worship yourself. You've got to be your own God. Well, Ayn Rand, what do you believe about the Lord Jesus when He said, the meek shall inherit the earth. She repudiates Jesus Christ. She repudiates the idea that somebody can sacrifice for you. She repudiates the idea that when you sacrifice, it'll lead to your happiness. She repudiates the idea and says, you've got to live as yourself, uh, free, because you're God. And this idea of the meek shall inherit the earth, that's so people can control you. So as I'm sitting there, riding the school bus, and I hear every day of my life for years, and the meek shall inherit the earth, and you hear the explosion and everything going on, and then you have the new federation set up, and then all of a sudden this next song comes on, and says, we're the priests of the temple of Syrix. I didn't know that the priests were supposed to be evil. And now I realize they're, they're evil all of this time. They're evil because they use the meek shall inherit the earth to come to power, and now they're in power, and they're looking for the aliens to come back and get rid of these dictators. The church of Satan openly admits, follow your lusts. Ayn Rand says, well, live by your reason. Guess what, Ayn Rand? You're not the third greatest philosopher, you're ignorant. You're a lunatic. In fact, you know nothing about history. Have you, have you even known a little bit of history when you go to college today, when you get about your junior year, you're going to study, uh, depending on what university, but, but if you major in history and major in English, you're going to study David Hume. They're going to saturate you in the writing of all the feminists of the 19th century and 18th century. You're going to study David Hume and these other writers, these deists. What they're not going to tell you is that William Law, before he became a mystic as a follower of Jacob Beam and Hermes, before he became a mystic, they say he shut down the age of reason. 
William Butler. They say he shut down the age of reason. In fact, Dave, they're not, you're not going to read about William Butler. You're not going to go home for your assignment and read about William uh, Butler. I'm sorry, Joseph Butler. Excuse me. You're not going to read the analogy of religion. You're not going to read where Dave, David Hume, the deist, and Joseph Butler begin to combat one another. And David Hume gives up and says, you know what? I realize I have no foundation for anything I say. I might as well become a tree. You've showed me that I can reason, but I have to have a foundation for my reason. So, silly woman and Ayn Rand basically saying, just use reason. What's your reason going to be founded upon? Your experience? Well, then you're, you're just saying follow your lusts. You're just saying do what you feel. You say, man is good, man is not good, man is evil. These are philosophical statements. How do you ground them? They say, well, how do you ground them? I can use observation. I can use common sense. But I've got something far greater. I've got a more sure word of prophecy. I can open up the Bible and say, this is what God says. And God says, come reason with me. Oh, he says that we might be saved, says Paul, from unreasonable men. And what do we learn? I can open up the Bible and says, man is evil. Man is a sinner. All men have sinned. And the last days are going to be even more sinful. Now I can reason with that. They say, how do you know the Bible's true? Because it predicts the future. 100%. Show me any other book on the face of the earth that can predict that type of future to that degree. Supernatural prophecy is how I know it's true. Internal supernatural consistency. There's a subjective witness. If you want to play your game... I subjectively know that book is true. Just as Ayn Rand or any of these other so-called philosophers that are idiots, they're just going by their feeling. They're going by their intuition or whatever the aliens tell them. I have a book that I know is true because it predicts the future 100% over and over and over and over. It has no mistake inside that book. I know it's true. I have supernatural evidence that I can verify with my objective mind. And God says in Isaiah, I'm the God that predicts the future. I'm the God that shows the end from the beginning. I'm the God that can tell you these things. And He challenges you. Go bring your God. Go bring your source of revelation. And let them predict the future like I do. This will be the test. You want to have a test to see who should be followed? Who is the source of wisdom? Who is the inspired source of wisdom? Predict the future then. This is the test. Nobody can do it. You say, wait a second. Nostradamus, he said, Hister's going to come. Hister's going to come. Hister ain't Hitler, buddy. He's already revealed as satanic. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. So in the last days, they're going to become like animals. Some will disguise themselves and say, I follow reason. Reason founded on what, man? That's just your feelings. It's just your own heart. You've got reason founded on your own heart. You're no better than the church of Satan. You're, you're both the same thing. You both agree. It's just Nazism, Stalinism, same stuff, you know, same stuff. Why do they think that Christianity 
is the ends in dictatorship. Because they're ignorant of true Christianity, number one. They're ignorant of the fact that the only country that we know of that's ever brought you a bill of rights uh, and given you a first and second amendment of the Bill of Rights, the, the only one that's ever given you true liberty was founded upon Baptist teaching that they admitted came from Baptists, admitted that the Baptists taught us this. Fundamental Baptists gave freedom of religion, gave the First Amendment, gave the Bill of Rights. But because fundamental Christianity would say, No, it's not going to be legal for you to let a four-year-old decide they want to be mutilated, surgically mutilated to become the opposite sex, supposedly. No, we're not going to allow that to happen. Nor are we going to allow you to take your baby and kill it when it comes out of the womb or while you have it in the womb. You're a dictator. You're not allowing our individual self-expression with their green hair and hooks all inside their nose. So we're somehow or another trying to take liberty away from you. What about the baby's liberty? No, you're just being an idiot. You're being wicked. It's all going to go right back to where it was in the Garden of Eden. You shall be as gods. That's the lie. They will sell you individualism to control you, just like the communists come in and say, hey, would you like the rich man's property? Let's let everybody be equal. It's all a lie. And God give us the ability to discern it. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the people's patience today. I do pray, Father, that something I've said will help people, Lord, to acknowledge you in all things, Father that you will direct our paths and they will know what an amazing thing that we have in our possession, God. Oh, Father, I just read that over in China, Lord, they're perverting the Bible now because so many people are reading it and they're putting out their communist versions of the Bible to say that you, the Lord Jesus, are a sinner and that you stoned that woman called an adultery, God, and that you're a sinner yourself. God, we know so many in China and elsewhere don't even have a Bible, Father, And here we are in this land that our fathers gave us through their blood. And you gave us, Father, as an open door of liberty. We see this door closing, God. And how pathetic has been our use of this liberty, Lord. Father, may every child inside this room, every person cherish that holy Bible that they have, God. May they cry over it. May they seek it. May they read it and treasure it and love your Scripture and love your truth, God. May they quit living according to their own feelings and the culture and these so-called experts. May they start living as if you're coming today because you just might, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come quickly in Jesus' name, amen.